Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. As we continue in um, our Bible study about uh, prayer, plan, and purpose, last week uh, we defined prayer as this, an intimate two-way spiritual exchange between man and and his heavenly father. Again, an intimate two-way spiritual exchange between man and his heavenly father. And we talked about intimacy, that when you're intimate with someone, you have a relationship that you can go to that person and it's a close relationship. And the way that we cultivate that relationship with God is by seeking him in prayer. So that's how we cultivate it, amen? So we went to Genesis 3, uh, verses 8 through 13, and this is just a review. And we talked about in the midst of the garden that the father was initiating conversation with Adam and Eve. And we, uh, again, we talked about how for some theologians, they see this as the first um, prayer, although God came to them. He sought them out. It was conversation. When you are um, uh, having a conversation with someone and one person is just listening and one person is talking, that may be a counseling session. A dialogue is two-way. So when one is listening, the other is speaking. The other is speaking, the other one is listening. So when we come to God, we have to be sensitive that we're just not only seeking and beseeching and asking, but we are listening to what the Spirit of God would say because as he speaks to us and he puts things in our spirit, then we can implement a plan. Amen? Because if you're not listening, how can you then know what to do? For sometimes, for some of us, we go to the Lord and we really have our minds already made up about the prayer because it's like, Lord, I'm asking you for a new job. Lord, I'm seeking to move. But you already know where you're going to move. You already, you've, you've already designed it. You already know. Um, the, the, Lord, I'm believing God for a husband. Well, you already had the list, and it's, it's a good list, and all the things you believe in God, you, you already have that listed out. Lord, I desire to go to Bible school or, or college or university, whatever it is. Sometimes we've already, did, we've, we've already had, we mapped out the plan without consulting the Father. And when we consult him, we... We, we might not want to even really hear what he has to say. As Christians, and many of us in, the, in this room might be mature Christians, and so we know how to pray. We know how to say all the King James and the NASB, and we know all the different aspects of prayer, but are they sincere as unto the Lord? Because do you really want the will of God for your prayer life, okay? So let's, we, we briefly touched on this, but I want to go back to it. The plan of prayer. The plan of God for us in prayer is to establish his will in our lives so that we can establish the kingdom of God. Again, the plan of God for us in prayer is for us to establish his will in our lives. 
through the establishment of his kingdom. So when we pray thy kingdom come, your will, your will, God's will for our lives. In the natural, when we're traveling um, to an unfamiliar place, we use what's called a GPS. It's a global positioning um, system. And we use that to get around. So just think about it. Do you, if you're going to someplace unfamiliar, you've already mapped out the way, right? You've mapped it out. You need that GPS to help you. Back in the old days, we'd just simply get a map and we would map it out. But today, we use the GPS. It's a navigation system. So the same thing is for, is for our God. He navigates our lives. He guides us to the place that we ought to be going so that there aren't the detours and the ends. He guides us. He guides our every step. So when we don't consult him, we really don't have a plan. Amen. Right? We really don't. Let's go to, um, uh, let's see, James 4. And verses, uh, verse 13. And when you get there, tell me, amen. Say amen. amen. You got there? All right. Ooh, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, let's, um, let's, let's go through, um, I'm sorry, let's go to Luke 11.2. Uh, let's start there, 11.2. Are you there? And it says, it happened while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins. For we ourselves also forgive um, everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. So the first thing I want to call your attention to, it says, teach us to pray. Teach. So that means that we have to be taught, although we understand that this is a guide to prayer. They were being taught to pray. So don't you think that the disciples had to see Jesus pray in order for them to ask to be taught? They saw prayer somewhere, and Jesus prayed. So they're saying, Father, teach us to pray. And so he gives, them, gives us, the body of Christ today, a model, a template of prayer. So remember, you know, there are a lot of things that we are taught, but you know what we're not taught? What skill are we not taught? Think about it. Somebody said it, I heard it. Listening, right? You're taught to read, 
You're taught to write. You're taught to ride a bike. You're taught many things. But listening is not something that is taught. Right? So what happens is listening becomes a skill that's developed over a course of time. You're developing that listening skill. And so for us as Christians, it would be being sensitive to Holy Spirit that dwells in us. The sensitivity of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And that is how you and I will know what the will of God. So just remember, we're taught all various skills, but one skill that is not necessarily taught is one that needs to be developed. And as Christians, you and I have to develop the sensitivity to hear what God is saying. Many times you'll say, can you repeat yourself? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, what did you say? Oh, I forgot. But like a name, you ever been introduced to someone and you don't remember their name? You could have just said, oh, this is so-and-so, and you walk away. You're like, what, what was that person's name again? But concentrating on that, so I want us to get that tonight, concentrating on what is being said, what is being repeated, what is being downloaded, that is important for the will of God for our lives to develop and cultivate that relationship with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, if you go with me, when we're walking with God, go with me to um, Proverbs 3 and 5. Are you there? Amen. It says, what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean unto your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. It says what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean unto your own understanding. Mm. That is when you are trusting God. That's when you are walking with God, that you are learning to trust him. And the way that you learn to trust him is by communicating with him, is seeking him in prayer. That is how you learn to trust God. How you learn to trust the person is that you've walked with them and they've demonstrated over a course of time what will happen, what their response will be. So that is how we learn to trust God. It says, trust him. Don't lean unto what? Our own understanding. So we're, again, we're talking about prayer, going someplace about going to learn how to trust God and learn what the will of God might be for our lives. But first, you've got to trust him. That's the first thing. Amen. The second thing is that you have to surrender your will to God's will. We have to surrender. Surrender means letting go, giving up. We have to surrender. And then we have to learn to obey what we already know. What we already know about God. If he tells us flee fornication, we know that. 
That's how you know the will. That's, that's part of the will of God. You know that you ought to flee. If the Bible says love one another, you already know that. And that is the will of God. Then we have to seek counsel. In Proverbs eleven fourteen. the Bible tells us, let's go there. Proverbs 11, 14. It says, where there is no guidance, the people fall. So, knowing the will of God is seeking counsel. You have to seek the right counsel. And of course, you have to go to the right people. All right? You can't go to everybody. You have to know where people are. You have to be able to trust the Christ in them. So if there are new believers in the room tonight, and you say, well, I'm not sure what the will of God might be for my life. There is great advantage, it's, it's great to go to someone who you can feel that you can trust the Christ in them, that they will stand with you in prayer and also to speak the truth in love to you. Amen. Okay? Amen. If you, and and I, I like to use work because that's my area of expertise. So listen, if you are looking for a career opportunity, you would go to someone that could help you in that area. That's their area of expertise, right? If you wanted someone to review a resume for you, you wouldn't go to um, a football player, right? You would go to the person. You would go to the person that that's what they do, right? And that's like in anything. So why would we not go to our heavenly father? to know what's good for us, to know how to navigate the things that we need to navigate in everyday life. Nothing too small, nothing too great. He cares about us. Right? right? Nothing too great, nothing too small for God. Amen. Lord, what direction? Sometimes it, it, it may be as simple as you hear there's an accident somewhere and you may say, God, where would you have me to go how should I get there, map out the route that I wouldn't be in the midst of a storm? Amen. Amen. Sometimes we make it, as, as Christians, we make it so deep, so deep, and it becomes so complicated. So deep and so complicated, and it's not that deep all the time. Sometimes it's, it's, it's just going here and going here first. Where you say, God, Lord Jesus, I come before you and I need direction in this thing. All right? Whether you're switching jobs, you might be getting ready to transition. Maybe you're, um, work, you've been working for a number of years and now you're looking to transition, whether it's called retirement or going to another position. You just don't willy-nilly do that. You have a plan. You go to the Father and you say, what would you have me to do? Holy Spirit, what, tell me where you'd like me to go. Because if you don't, what could be the consequences of not going to the Father? You think this organization's the best organization. They have this great stellar reputation. You're on Indeed.com every single day, and you're reading all the reviews. And you think this is a great place for you, a great culture, a great organization. It may be all of that, but it may not be for you. Right. Exactly. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. That's good. 
right? You're looking for a school, a university, college, technical school, whatever it may be. Maybe you want to go to culinary school, and you're looking for all of the best schools, and you go to the, that college guy that tells you one through a hundred what the best schools may be. But is it for you? What's going to happen when you get there for your relationship with God? It may have the major, it may have all of those good things, but you can thrive anywhere in God. Anywhere you are planted is good soil. You can thrive anywhere when you're in the will of God. I would rather be in the will of God, make less money, all the other things that go on with it than be outside of the will of God for my life. I look back on the things that I, many times I prayed for in transition in my career, and I said, Lord, I see now. Had you placed me here, what could have happened? Sometimes you look at money. I don't want to get off track, but sometimes you look at money. You take a, a job based on money. I'm going to tell you, there are lots of um, other tangible benefits other than money when you're looking at compensation packages. Salary is only one thing. There are many other things. Do you have the leverage? If you don't want to miss Bible study or church, do you have the leverage to telework? Do you have the leverage not to work on Sundays, not to work late if you don't have to? Do you have the leverage to have awards and, and all those types of things? How will you be recognized? Those are important things. Again, going back to the will of God for your life. Don't step out of the will of God. Don't step out. Uh-huh. And if you're, and if you're not sure, don't move. Stay where you are. I don't know who that's for, but stay where you are for the season until you have very clear direction on where it is that God would have you to go. Amen. Amen. Don't move. For that sister who wants to uh, be married or that gentleman who wants to be married, don't move until you know that that's God for your life. Amen. For a married couple that are having challenges, don't move until you know what the will of God is for your marriage. Doing something outside of that has consequences. And when we pray, like I was saying earlier, sometimes when we pray, we've already have a destined answer to the prayer. And we love it. When God says yes to that prayer, oh, we love it, we're excited about it, oh, we love it. But what ha- let, let's go to um, Second Chronicles, let's look at um, Second Chronicles, uh, verses 7 through 12. Again, Second Chronicles, verse 1, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 1, verse 7 through 12, Okay. And it says, in that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask and I shall give you. (laughs) Solomon said to God, you have dealt with my father David with great loving kindness and have made me a king in his place. Now, O Lord, your promise to my father David is fulfilled. Um, For you have made me a king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before his people, 
for who can rule the great people of yours? God said to Solomon, because you had this in mind and did not ask for riches, wealth, or honor, or the life of those who hate you, mm, nor have you even asked for long life, but you have asked yourself wisdom and knowledge that you may rule my people over whom I have made you king. And it says wisdom and knowledge have been granted to you and I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings were before you who were before you possessed nor those who will come after you. So Solomon went from a high place, which was in Gibbon, from the tent of the meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. Amen. That's a yes to prayer. Why was that a yes to prayer? It wasn't selfish. It wasn't selfish. He said, I will grant this to you. He says, so God says, because you had this in mind, you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for wealth, you didn't ask for honor, I will grant this to you. We love an answered prayer like that. That's a good one, because when we get answers to prayer, boy, we are, we are blessed, highly favored. Right? Highly favored. Yeah, but, but. But, 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 have you been there? You want everything. And God has blessed us. I mean, if we walked out of this room today, tonight, and we never got another thing, we know that's not going to happen because we are alive in Christ. But that we have shelter, we have food, we have relationships, we have running water. Do you know how many people in this world do not have clean drinking water? The very simple things that we take it for um, granted that we have. What, what we have is a life in Christ and one that is abundant. It's abundant life. Abundant. No matter where you might be tonight, you have an abundant life. You've heard it said before, if you're struggling to pay your mortgage, you got a house. <laughs> you have a house. If you have children that are going left when they should be going right, you have children you can pray for. If you have a spouse that you, that you have, you can pray for your spouse. If you have a situation at work, that means you're working. Many people are not working. Millions of Americans are not working. You and I have jobs. We have career opportunities. If you are in school and you're praying over your grades and praying, believing God for the professor and all that, that means you're in school. Many people want that and do not have that. Be grateful. Be thankful for what you do have. Amen? Be very grateful to the yeses. Ah, mm. Be grateful for the yeses. Ah, but what about the no to prayer? Can anyone think of a time in the word of God that there was a no to prayer? 
Go with me to Matthew 26, 39. When you get there, say amen. Ah, good. So it reads, hmm. And when he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, speaking of Jesus, hmm, saying, my cup, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. What? He said, let this cup pass. But guess what? If God had answered that prayer, if God had answered that prayer, he said, let this cup, and then it goes, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Had God answered that prayer, I submit to you, you and I would not be in this room tonight. We are blood washed, salvation, having a relationship with Jesus because of that blood that was shed. That's a no prayer. So I submit to you that there are going to be times when the will of God is no. And I know we don't want to hear that because that's a hard thing to say that God will. Well, what about the scripture that says when you pray and you pray in his name? Yes, but, but ultimately he knows. He is the GPS. He is the navigation. So he knows the beginning and he knows the end. He knows where you're going to end up. He knows when I'm going to end up. So there be, may be a no. And we have to be okay when it's a no. And that means that it's a com you, you have to continue to commune with him. A, a parent, a, a natural parent, doesn't always say yes to a child. And if you do say yes all the time to a child, you are going to have a very miscued adult person that has never heard the answer no. A loving parent, when a child is getting ready to do something and the parent can see the end because of the experience, because of where they are as parents, and they say, no, don't do that, don't touch that, don't do this. It's because you love that child, not because you're just being mean and cruel, but because you love, and that is God. Because he loves us, there are going to be times when he may say no. Maybe times that he says, no, this is not the time to do that. That's not your destiny. But we are so eager to do what we want to do, predetermine what the results are going to be without consulting the one who created us and fashioned us, whose spirit lives in us. That if we would be sensitive and listen to the spirit, Listen, again, listening, because what we're not taught to listen, so you're developing the listening skill, and how you're developing the listening skill is by praying 
being quiet before the Lord, not prejudging it, but saying, God, nevertheless, your will be done in my life. Nevertheless, not mine, but your will be done in my life. And I think that there will be many testimonies in this room of things that we, when we said no, we got angry with the Lord. We got disappointed. We may not say it, but again, of course, it is in our, um, how we relate, how we speak, our body language. So you're hurt, you're disappointed when God says no. But again, ponder, if that prayer was answered, where would you and I be? Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Just think about that. What happens when God says, wait? Mm -hmm. What happens when God says, wait? How do you respond to wait? Wait is not no, and wait isn't yes. It's wait. Now, you know we don't really want to wait. Really? Do we, you know, waiting is hard for some of us, right? Wait. Waiting is difficult. Let's go to Psalm 62, verses 5 through 7. When you get there, let me know. Amen. Okay. God, there's some Bible reading people. 62 um, verses 5 through 7. It says, My soul wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. 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 Is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. My stronghold, I shall not be shaken. O oh God, my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge in God. He says, my soul wait, you wait in silence. But look at the attitude as he, the psalmist waits. He says, my hope is in God. My hope comes from God. So when God says, wait, your hope is in God. He alone. Your hope is in God. Don't stress yourself out. Don't worry. Don't be anxious about it. Wait. And waiting can be a long time. I don't know what that the long time may be. I've been waiting for some things for, I think, a long time. But I don't know what one day is to God. I don't know. So in the natural, it may appear that this is a very long time. But Lord, you know what I've been praying for. You know I haven't seen that thing come to fruition. But God, I wait, I'm waiting on you. And I know there's a song that says patiently waiting, but are we really patiently waiting on God? So when God doesn't give you, the Lord doesn't give you an answer and it's a yes or a no, I would encourage you tonight to wait patiently. Do you continue to pray and seek his face? Absolutely. Do you continue to ask and knock and seek? Knock? Yes, absolutely. And with the same fervor. 
with the same fervor, God, I wait on you. I'm waiting patiently. My hope is in you. My trust is in you. But I'm waiting. And not only are you waiting, how are you waiting? You're waiting in faith, believing that thing, walking in it. Years ago when, um, you know, churches were developing, and this is a good example as I look in this room. Praise God. Thank you, Spirit of God. As I look in this room tonight and I see the chairs, I believe, God, that every single one of these chairs will be filled. I believe, God, that every single one of the chairs will be filled. You know why? Because we have prayed. We have believed. We have stood. And guess what? It's the will of God. Right? Why do we know it's the will of God? Because salvation needs to take place in this house. People need to come in so lives truly will be transformed. You know, in the old days, we used to uh, lay hands on the chair as a part of a fellowship and we would leave God for the fellowship to grow. And so instead of setting out the, um, the chairs for the 20 people that were there, we would set the room up for 100 people. And over the course of that, this is in my college days, and over the course of time, that fellowship grew and grew and grew and grew. And every chair, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 12 to 1 o'clock on a college campus, those rows were filled. Amen. 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 That's the will of God. That's just the will of God. So when he says wait, I'm just encouraging you, wait. And waiting means to stay in a place of expectation until it happens or until someone arrives that you've been praying for. You've been praying for a loved one or a colleague to get saved. Believing God for salvation. You see where that person is and you know they need Jesus. Right? Don't give up. You're believing God for someone's healing. Don't give up. That's the will of God. That they would be in good health even as their soul prospers. That's the will of God. How do you know that the word is God's will? The word is the will of God. Learn the word of God. Meditate on it day and night. Place it in the spirit so when you need it, it is in here and you can regurgitate it. You're going to need it. We sit through um, teaching after teaching, and they are great teachings, and they are wonderful. But until we activate, put that thing in the socket, the light doesn't come on. You can put that switch, but if there is no plug in the socket, the light doesn't come on. So it is with the word of God. Amen. The light has to come on. So when, again, when we're waiting, we have to wait with expectation until it happens. And we have to remain in a state where we have hope. We have hope in God. We have hope. So I'm, I'm encouraging you tonight. Know the will of God. How do you know the will of God? To be in the word of God. And when you're in the word of God, you will pray the word of God. 
You will pray the word of God. Get scriptures in your heart, put them in context and begin to pray the scriptures. And that is how you and I will know if we're in the will of God for whatever it is that we're praying for. Amen. Amen. So I'd like you to stand with me. So we're going to practice. Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastors Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.